Hello everyone and welcome to the WTS podcast. We are on a mission to amplify women's voices. I am Isaline Mühlhauser and I am your host for today's podcast. And we welcome someone I'm really happy to see again on a podcast. Welcome, Melissa Pop. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Melissa, for joining me today. So you are a content strategy director at Rickety Brew, and you work with clients to create engaging and authoritative content that dominates local search results. And you are especially good at telling stories, which I love. <laughs> But today, it's your story that you're sharing. And preparing this interview, you mentioned that a few years back, you found yourself in a completely unexpected situation when you were laid off from a job you loved. Tell me more about that. So I had been working for an SEO agency for about four years. Um, when I started, I think I was employee two or three, um, very small size, but we grow, grew very rapidly. And over that four years, at one point, I think we had close to 10 people. And we had moved into a penthouse office in a high-rise building here in Denver. Things were going really, really great. And we were looking toward the future and what our growth looked like. And one day I came into the office and I always work early. Anybody who knows me knows I typically start my day by about 7 a.m. So usually I'd get to the office and nobody's there. It's just quiet and peaceful. I can get started with my day. And then as the hours go on, people would filter in. But then my boss showed up and it was very unlike her to be in that early. And so my spidey senses were kind of tingling and I was like, okay, something's going on. Um, at the time I had no idea I was going to be laid off. There was no indication um, whatsoever that we were struggling financially or any other operational issues that led to the layoffs. And so I was sitting writing a piece of content and got a Slack message from my boss that was like, Hey, can you come see me in my office? And immediately I was kind of like, uh-oh, something, okay, yeah, something is definitely going on. And I, I met with her and, you know, immediately told me I was being laid off. Um, she started going into the reasons for the layoff and I looked at her and I told her, you know, it doesn't really matter. I don't need to know what's going on because it's, I don't work here anymore. And so, um, yeah, I think the conversation lasted maybe about, five minutes or so. Um, and then I pretty much went to my office, grabbed my computer and, and left the building. I no longer had a job. And so um, I sat outside the building for a couple of minutes trying to figure out what do I even do? Um, wasn't even thinking about a new job, like just emotionally, uh, what could I do? Because it, it happened so suddenly that um, I feel like a lot of things in life don't surprise me. And this one definitely knocked the wind out of me. And like, how did you bounce back from there, Ooh. from sitting in front of the building? The first thing I did was call my best friend. I needed to get home and basically called her and was like, hey, I just got laid off. I lost my job. Can you come get me? And the two of us, uh, she picked me up and we went to a local uh, diner and just kind of sat and talked through things. She's one of my really good go-to friends that is uh, 
very analytical in nature compared to how emotional and um, impulsive I can be. And so um, she's often my sounding board for for things to make sure that um, just I have a different perspective on a situation I'm facing. And so we talked through things, eat, had some food, and you know, it's I, I had money in the savings, so I wasn't at risk of losing my apartment. Um, I was very lucky to have that. I did receive a severance from the job, so you know, I, I still was getting a couple paychecks, um, and because I was laid off. I was going to qualify for unemployment. So, you know, I had the financial ducks were in a row, but really it took a lot longer to figure out, okay, what is my next step? And that's where I made probably the biggest mistake of my career um, in what I chose as my next step. And so I had part of it figured out within a few hours, but the rest took a lot longer to actually get through. As I know, your next step is starting another job. But how can starting another job can be a major mistake? Because it seems pretty responsible and yeah. reasonable. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, you know, it, we all have rent. We all have bills. We have to put food on the table. So during um, my conversation about the layoff, um, I was told that one of our former clients at the agency had an opening for a content position. And that they had already talked to them about the layoffs, so they knew I was going to be available. And I had previously worked with this company at the agency doing their content strategy and helping with their link building efforts. So I was already familiar with the brand, the marketing that they were doing, all that stuff. So, you know, I get home from this lunch with my friend. And I think I was in my apartment for maybe 15, 20 minutes when I got a call from this other company. And they're like, hey... Can you send over your resume? Let's schedule an interview. Let's talk. And I'm like, okay, you know, question mark of, you know, I'm still in the shock of processing. You know, we've probably, this probably all happened within a four or five hour period of time. And so, you know, I told them I would, I would send them the resume and then we could schedule something. Um, you know, at, at the time, I think a lot of it was the panic of having lost my job and thinking toward the future. And so, you know, I was like, okay, that's an opportunity that's just being handed to me. Let, I can pursue it and see what happens. But then, you know, I also was like, okay, I want to look at other jobs. What's closer to home? What's remote? Those sorts of things. And so over the next couple of weeks, I started applying for jobs. It had been a very long time since I've had to do that. And, you know, nowadays in our industry, there's a lot more people competing for the same jobs There's, a, you know, so many more diverse skill sets coming into each of these positions that, you know, I'm applying. I probably applied to 30, 35 jobs and just wasn't hearing anything. And, you know, no rejection, no offer to interview, nothing. And so probably by about week, the end of week two, I started panicking. And I hadn't set the interview with the other company yet because they were still working out what the position would be. And it just this panic of like, okay, well, what if I can't find a job? What if it takes me six plus months to find this job? So, you know, I reached out to the other company, got the interview scheduled, and um, I already knew the CEOs of the company, like had conversations with them all the time. It's a very informal type interview, and I was basically handed the job. Um, and so 
it came with a significant pay cut. Um, it, I lost all my benefits at the agency going into this job. And I went from being an employee to a contractor, um, which I've done contract work before. So very familiar with it. I've done it full time. You know, those weren't concerns. Um, the pay cut sucked. Pay cuts always suck. Um, but at that point I accepted the job because of the panic and fear I had about not being able to potentially find another job. And over time, the role started out as a content strategist role and then eventually evolved, maybe I should say devolved, <laughs> into a link building role, which is not what I wanted to do. And so I spent the next year building links, um, all sorts of methods and techniques. Um, I am very good at link building, but I hate doing it. It is not what I want to be doing. And so over time with the role, um, I asked for multiple raises and was denied. Um, my contract to hire was only supposed to be three months and it ended up being, I believe, seven or eight months. Um, financially, I was ruined because of it. Um, I was expecting to become an employee, get benefits covered and get a significant pay raise that never came. Um, and so it was very clear over the year I was at this role that this was going to always stay an entry level role. And so at the agency I was at, I was at a director level. So with the pay cut also was a significant demotion, um, all because I was scared that I wouldn't be able to find a new job. So let's take a minute because I'm really impressed about the story you're sharing because being laid off from a job is like a rejection. There are lots of emotions to navigate. Can, can we take a minute to just to discuss like what kind of, you mentioned fear, but what kind of emotion were your feelings and how did, did you do something to process them or were you sort of straight into the job and not really taking care of that side of, of the layoff? I definitely threw myself into finding a new job. Um, anybody who knows me in my life knows that um, instead of dealing with my emotions as a human being, I throw myself into projects, into a video game, into just about anything else other than dealing with my emotions. And I am getting better at it um, through therapy and, and, and self-work. Uh, But at the time, I threw myself into finding a new job, getting used to the new role, and diving into just kind of what my new day-to-day -day looked like. Um, leading up to starting the new job, definitely a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of um, catastrophizing of, you know, what if I can't find a job in a year? Am I going to be homeless? You know, am I going to have to move back in with my parents? You know, things like that. But once I started the job, that was it. It was like I went through these kind of stages of fear, anxiety, a little bit of anger. And once I got into the job, that was it. And that's what I focused on. And so it wasn't until I started at Rickety Roo that I actually really started um, diving into how the layoff made me feel, how I felt about the people I worked with that led to that layoff. And... Um, kind of processing um, just, you know, 
you talked about like how some of this our self-worth can be tied to layoffs and and suddenly being rejected in in you know in ways that we all face in life different types of rejection but you know when we feel we're good at something to be to be laid off that rejection you know leads to imposter syndrome which is something I still fight with every day um doing much better with that as well thanks to mentorship my support system uh the team at Rickety Roo um I, I work with the greatest people in the world who who constantly we lift one another up. But yeah, it took me a long time to actually dive into the feelings and process and work through and learn from the experience. What's happened between the moment that you were at that job that wasn't suitable to the moments where you have now a job where you feel empowered and good? Like, did you have a wake up moment or like or at some point someone told you but look this is not working so what made you change and realize that you needed to move on once i had been rejected for uh, the raise i pitched at this job i realized that there was no growth opportunity and that they did not care to um to see me in a in a higher level role despite the value i could have brought And once the role of that job shifted from a content position to a link building position, I was done. I mean, I mean, link builders are very important to what we do in our industry, but I want to pay someone else to do that. I do not want to ever do it myself again. And so the combination of those two things really made me realize, okay, I got to start looking for a job while I'm here. And so that's what I did. You know, I, I worked during the day, would come home, apply to jobs, um, all across the board. Um, and what's funny is I think I applied th that round. I probably applied to 60, 70 jobs. I got one interview um, here in Denver at the nature and science museum, which was a really cool position. And unfortunately because of COVID they cut hiring the position. So it didn't move forward, which was a shame because that would be kind of like a nerdy dream drop job for me. So then one day I was at work and I happened to be on Twitter because because that's where I live socially. <laughs> and I saw Blake Dedman from Rickety Roo post that he was looking for a link building specialist. Now, I wasn't trying to jump into another link building position, but at this point, I honestly would have worked any job and actually considered like getting a retail job or something of that nature just to get me out of where I was. So I saw him post this on Twitter and I'm, I DM'd him and I was like, hey, here's my situation. I hate this job. What y'all are doing at Ricky DeRue is pretty awesome. You're pretty awesome. This is what I want to do. Is there the potential that I start here and we find a way to get me to what I want to be doing with content? And the next thing I knew, I had my interview with him. I was offered a job. Um, and... I put in my two weeks notice and what was incredible about my two weeks notice is at that point, everybody knew how unhappy I was at the job and they knew that I was meant for better things. So I left that job on great terms. Um, they were very generous to me and kind of my send off. Everybody was sad to see me leave. Um, but they knew I was ready for bigger and better things. And so 
I got my job at Rickety Roof. For all of you out there listening, scared about putting yourselves out there, take your chance because I cannot believe that I get to tell everybody that I got a job from a Twitter DM and not any other traditional method that you normally try to get a job for. Congrats for taking the time to mentally go back there and trying to um, process the feelings and have the lessons. And can we touch now about the lessons? Like going back, is there something you would do differently? Is, is there such a thing as being prepared for layoff? You know, I don't think you could ever truly be prepared for the moment of your layoff, having gone through it and what I've learned from the experience. But I think we can always be prepared for some sort of change in where we're working or how we're working. And I think the biggest takeaway for me from this whole experience definitely is that I need to constantly be refining my website, my resume, looking at LinkedIn recommendations and just references from other people as well. Like there, there are people in my network who don't use LinkedIn, but I have a reference uh, letter from them. And so now what I do is like, for instance, when I earned my director title at Rickety Roo, you know, one of the first things I did after that was go and make sure my LinkedIn profile was updated. And I updated my resume because it's just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere, but Having these things updated means that I don't have to update them in an unfortunate situation where I'm laid off or let go in an emotional state, in a panic state, it's already ready for you. So I think, you know, that that's my key takeaway is like, you know, these things take just a couple minutes to go in and update, you know, staying on top of that um, definitely will prepare you for what comes after a layoff. Um, and that really was my biggest takeaway is that I should, I could be happy wherever I'm at, but you never quite know where, where the company is at or what might be going on behind the scenes. So keeping that in mind as we work, I think is really key mentally to prepare for something bad happening at work. You also mentioned how having goals and a career plan in place is important. Can you tell me more about that? Definitely. So, you know, most companies out there don't necessarily help you set your career path or trajectory. There are companies out there who will invest the time, but I think they're much smaller than where most of us are at. So from that experience too, I decided that something I want to spend time on throughout the year, not just once a year, is to look at what are my career goals? How, how am I doing getting to meet those goals and what might come next. And one of the things that has come out of that is it gives me some really clear milestones to work towards throughout the year. And not only do I get to celebrate when I, when I uh, make them, but also it helps me um, guide what the next set of milestones will be. And so a lot of people wait for someone else to set their goals for them, or they wait for their boss to get involved and talk through what their goals should be. And from this experience, I definitely realized, you know what, I operate at a director level. I have the experience for it. I've been doing this for almost 20 years. There is no reason I should ever have to accept anything less than that title. And so 
realizing set, how setting these goals can be so important to me has also built my confidence. It has made me put myself out there more and it continuously gives me something to strive for, whether it's my work goals or things I'm doing with my side hustle or elsewhere. And so one of the things I've done at Rickety Roof for my team is we have regular goal setting check-ins and brainstorming sessions. And I work with my team to not only build their own goals that they're comfortable reaching, but making sure they have the support to get there. And so that's something not only I work on for myself, but that I've also integrated into my team's process for success. I hear you. It's like taking a step back from the daily job to assess where you are at in your career journey and what's next. And then you can more intentionally plan for the next step, right? Exactly. And continuing to work to towards those goals just keeps your confidence level up as you see yourself progressing and learning and growing. And, you know, I think having that confidence helps prepare you for potentially losing your job. Looking back now with a mind more restful and more maturity, what would you advise to your younger self? You know, the the biggest regret and mistake I made in this whole process was rushing into the new job because of that fear and anxiety I spoke about. And, you know, if I could go back and shake my younger self out of it, you know, I would tell her, you know, you're smarter than you realize, you're worth more than you realize. And a job is lucky to have you. And so I think those, those three things really are what I would tell my younger self. And I would tell anybody, you know, in this sort of situation, because we often in those states of fear and make decisions that backfire. And this totally backfired for me. This, this set my career back. It set my confidence back. Um, who knows where I might be today if I had waited it out and looked for the right job instead of just accepting the job that came first. And so, yeah, I, I would shake a little bit of sense into younger Melissa at this point uh, based on what I learned. But when we are in this emotional state, it's difficult to access the rational parts of our brain, which oh, yeah. is able to take decisions. So I think... I like you, younger self. I think like it, it's so hard. And when you're right in this situation to take the, the right decisions in the unknown with the feelings, my words don't come very easily because I'm very impressed with, with what you're sharing and, and how you're able to reflect on what's happened. Yeah, I, I've grown a lot since then, and not just because of the situation, but because of um, uh, the work I've been doing at Rickety Roo, the relationships I've built, mentorship. Like, th this podcast won't encompass all of the growth that came from this situation, but that should be encouragement to anybody listening because I really believe that every situation in life, good and bad, you're meant to learn something from it. And sometimes you don't learn right away. It takes years to learn. And that's totally what happened to me in this situation is it took a long time for me to, to overcome the situation, but also learn and grow from it. And I think that's 
you know, we can take that from any situation we run into in life, a layoff to anything else. What would you say to someone in a similar situation today who's right feeling all of this emotion? What could we possibly say to help them feel better? Because I'm, I, we can't go and shake them off <laughs> properly. <laughs> But is there something suitable that we could say now that would be helpful? The first thing I would say is that you are better off without that job. And in the moment, it's not going to feel that way. You're going to be scared about all sorts of other things that are out of your control. But there is a reason why you shouldn't be at that job anymore. And it may seem like they have the power in the situation and they're the ones who did this to you. But at the end of the day, you are going to go on to bigger and better things. It might take a while. It's going to be a struggle, but you will get there. And your attitude and how you approach your layoff is what's going to get you through that. You want to surround yourself with a great support system, your friends, your family, coworkers, you still keep in touch. You want to build your network. Talk to everybody, even people who might not be in your industry. You never know who they might know that they can talk to on your behalf to get your foot in the door. But you will land on your feet and you will make it through. And at the end of the day, you're not the only one who's ever been through a layoff. It happens in every industry and people every day overcome it. And you can too. Oof, I have chicken skits. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> I've heard you. It, it felt good. I can't possibly say anything else after that. Maybe one good place to start if you are in this situation and need help. Um, reach out through the community, Women in Tech SEO. We have these chat Slack channels and we can help. So like you're not definitely not alone. And um, if you're not yet in the Women in Tech SEO community, it's open and free for all women in the SEO industry, regardless of your level of experience in SEO. So if you're just interested in SEO, it's okay. Just join the community. And um, thank you, Melissa. That's, uh, thank you for, for sharing such an important experience and, and part of your life. And I... I've also been laid off in my life. And so I'm, again, very impressed that you are able to share it and willing to, sh to share what's happened and your emotions. So thank you for doing that today. Well, thank you for having me. And, and, and generally, for anybody out there that's been laid off, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to support, answer questions, just be a shoulder to lean on. Um, I've been there. I, I don't want other people to feel like they're alone in this. So feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, through the Women in Tech SEO group, um, email, anything like that. I'd be happy to, to uh, help where I can. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And of course, we will share all the links that Melissa just mentioned in the description of the podcast. So we have you covered. And I'm looking forward to see you in the, well, hear you in the next podcast, everyone. So thank you again, Melissa. And bye, everyone.